morning, everyone. Um, glad to see you. Um, if you'd like to stand, let's, uh, let's worship here. Uh, next song together. It's a, it's a hymn. It's an old hymn. Um, but uh, I was thinking, as um, as there are so many people right now um, in the world with with not control, without peace, um, how how much God's um, protection is is endless, and and that He. Um, he defends the, those who are weak and, and those um, who cannot defend themselves. Um, and, and this one's also um, about how, how his, his grace is limitless. <clears throat> he 
He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength as the labors increase. To added affliction, He addeth His mercy to multiply trials. His multiplied peace. His love knows no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary. No none to men. For out of His infinite riches in Jesus. Exhausted our store for endurance when our strength has failed and the day is half done. When we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. His love has no limit his grace has no measure his power has no boundary known unto men for out of his infinite riches in Jesus he can take a seat. Man, good to see everybody here this morning. Wow, great song. It's an old one. I've never sung that before, never heard it, and uh, but it spoke to me today. Because uh, to tell you the truth, the lead testimony after this week is really tough. Sharon and I had a really, 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 really crappy week. <laughs> Just so many crises going on and some really, really tough stuff. Um, that, uh, but through it all, God's been so good. You know, we, I'm in a small group, you know, and we just had an amazing small group, uh, Wednesday night, just sharing. Cause a lot of us had some really tough things going on and praying for one another. Yeah. And, um, so I, I thank God for that, but I, 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 I'm trying to give you a little bit of time to see if you're ready to share a story. Let me share a little story in the middle of all this. Uh, I, I've been um, a, kind of an advisor for a woman going through uh, her uh, 
Doctor of Ministry degree. She's, she's a Karen from Myanmar. Uh, Karens are a ethnic group that's a minority group. They've been fighting and fighting and fighting since 1948, uh, the, the government, and they've been, you know, just treated real bad. And, um, and uh, this woman, Musi is her name, she grew up in a refugee camp, uh, and then she came to the U.S., but she's still got family back in Myanmar and in the refugee camp, and after the coup, you know, things have been terrible and all this, and in the middle of all this, she's trying to get a doctorate. Uh, degree. And as, she, as we were going on Friday, <laughs> which was, you know, in the midst of some of our issues, you know, that were going on, uh, Friday in the midst of all this, uh, we had the meeting to do the final going over her paper and her presentation and all that, and I'm on Zoom with her, and she presented her paper, and I heard something I'd never, ever heard before. Uh, she did this thing about the Trinity, God, uh, the triune God, and, um, and she spoke about the Trinity, that God is a listener. And I thought, you know, I've, I've, it's there, you know, God hears our prayers and all this kind of stuff, but within the Trinity, God listens to each other, Father, Son, Spirit, you know, uh, are sharing together, listening together, and then that God comes and listens to us. And here's our cry. And, and I just, just the way that she said it, you know, it's, it's, not, it's something that's in the very nature of God to be a listener. And I thought, wow, that's what I needed to hear because we're lifting up a lot of people's groans and we got our own groans. And to know God is listening, it just blew me away. So in the middle of all the stuff going on, I had a new insight about God uh, thanks to the sister sharing out of her own struggles and trials. So does anybody have a word of testimony you want to share with us? You can come up or I can come to you. But we'd like to come up because we've got folks on Facebook and, and uh, Zoom. In fact, if anybody's on Zoom, just raise your hand, and, uh, Ben or uh, Nate, and uh, we can get, get you up there. Put your, if you're on Zoom, put your name in the text, in the chat, and we'll, we'll have you as well. Anybody want to share? Yes. Do you want me to come down, or are you going to come up? Ah, but you're the you're the bold and brave one. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I get the text from Genesis. How can we pray for you? And I've you know, in the months, had different prayers, but. This last week was the most powerful prayer for me. And that was, um, as Thursday, when, sorry, I'm losing track of days here. Wednesday night, I had to take my daughter into the hospital. She had been suffering with some abdominal pain, and we just couldn't figure out what was going on. And we had done blood work before, and every time we did blood work, blood work came back normal. So I'm like, what is going on? I need answers. Like, she can't function this way. This isn't, you know, she's young. She's got her whole life ahead of her. And so anyway, I got the text, and I said, pray for my daughter and the doctors to have the wisdom to find out what's going on. And I feel very confident that we left 
Friday afternoon, Thursday afternoon with some answers after being admitted and running some tests. And thankfully, praise the Lord, it isn't anything serious. It's something manageable. So I just want to thank Genesis for the prayer, and I just want to praise God because he answered my prayers once again. Amen. Amen. So yes, take advantage of that text. You know, if you need somebody lifting you up, uh, um, you know, take advantage of that. Or even when you do the, the old green card that's now online or whatever, put a prayer request in there. We've got some real prayer warriors here. Yes. Oh, on Zoom. Is that Jeff? No. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. This is John. Um, great to speak to you this morning. Um, as many of you know, I moved to the Royal Oak area about four and a half years ago. Um, you know, that's when I first uh, met everyone in the Genesis community um, and started worshiping here and getting involved. Uh, and recently, uh, my sister and her husband had the opportunity to move to Michigan, um, and I ended up renting the home I own in Royal Oak to them. So uh, God provided me an opportunity to find somewhere else to live. And I was really praying about it for quite a while, making sure it's the right decision. Um, and I, I'm happy to let you all know that beginning on um, March 1st, I'll officially be a Detroiter uh, for the first time in my life. Um, it's been one of my dreams and one of my goals um, to live in the city that I love so much and that I've heard about. So uh, please pray for me. Pray that the move goes well. Pray that living in Detroit is another opportunity to um, emanate Christ uh, and really practices values in a city that needs it. Um, I know it's been difficult for me to get there in person uh, this winter. Um, but I'm hoping I'll see you all in person and uh, chat with you about this more and discuss this more. Uh, but please, please keep me in your prayers. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. Thank you. Amen. Anybody else? Okay. One of the things that's made this a really hard week for me is, uh, and Sharon, uh, is that we are very close to the people of Ukraine. I've spent a lot of time in Ukraine. Uh, Sharon and I were there uh, November of 2019, just before the pandemic. Uh, I've been teaching at a seminary there every other year. And then um, we've also, that's just outside of Kiev, and uh, uh, really, uh, you know, know that city very well. I've walked so many of the streets that are showing up in the news. Uh, one of my students, uh, is from the city of Dnipro, which was in the news uh, uh, today because teachers in Dnipro are uh, assembling Molotov cocktails uh, in expectation of the Russian soldiers coming into that city soon. And it's just really tough, but our friend Veronika is there. And uh, Sharon and I, did. she does amazing conflict transformation training in there and mediation. She's just an incredible person. She's a pastor of a house church, um, but uh, the church meets in a big apartment building, and some of those big apartment buildings have been hit by missiles and stuff. So it's, it's really, really a tough, tough situation. And uh, so anyway, uh, thank you for the word that you shared, Imad, and, you know, just the kind of the, the songs picked, you know, uh, some of it's personal, some of it's for the whole, you know, 
uh, what's going on in Ukraine. And as Sharon reminded me, it's not just Ukraine, Yemen. You know, we live in Hamtramck, which Yemenis are our largest ethnic group. And so there's many, many other places uh, uh, where Myanmar, we could go on and on. So uh, we're going to take a few minutes just to, to pray. And uh, in the Bible, there's Psalms, and there's even one whole book that is named Lamentations. Uh, that we can lament. Uh, the book of Lamentations was written when, when uh, Jerusalem was under siege uh, uh, by the uh, ba Babylonians and uh, was destroyed and conquered and, and just the, the heart going out. But in the midst of Lamentations, there's some of the most amazing words in Scripture. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. That comes as a cry out of times like this. So let's go to the Lord who has steadfast love. Gracious Lord, we thank you for your steadfast love. That your mercies are new every morning. They're new this morning. They'll be new Monday morning. And Tuesday morning. And Wednesday morning. Every morning, God, when we get up, those mercies are new. And you are there. We pray for one another, for especially our brothers and sisters that are going through special times of hardship and crisis and difficulty. May you enfold them at this time. May you answer their prayers just as our sister testified to how her prayer for her daughter was answered. And just pray that you'd surround them with your grace and love and thank you for her word. God, some of us are, are still searching for that answer and that need. And we just pray for one another. We also lift up the people of Ukraine right now. Those that are in cities, those are in the countryside, those that are fleeing and trying to get across borders to safety. God, we pray that you would have mercy. We pray that you would, you would make a way where there seems to be no way. We pray that you would be a comforter when it seems that, that there's no comfort around. But may you be with our sisters and brothers there. I pray for Veronica, for her house church, for all those she's worked with in Dnipro. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Kiev. Pray for the seminary there that I know so well. Fyodor, my friend. We pray for people in other countries that are under war, Yemen, uh, Afghanistan still in turmoil, Myanmar, and we could go on with other places that are knowing heartache, Ethiopia. God, have mercy, we pray. Have mercy, we pray. And we thank you that you are a God who listens to your people. And you listen, 
as the one who knows suffering and death. You listen as the one who was a refugee as a child. You listen as the one who wept. And so, God, we thank you. There's sometimes we just couldn't make it without you, but with you we can do more than we ever imagined. So we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. <clears throat> Let's sing one more. Come thou fount of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious sonnet Sung by flaming tongues above Praise thy mountain fixed upon it Mount of thy redeeming love Here I raise my Ebenezer Hither by thy help I come And I hope that by good pleasure Safely to arrive at home Jesus sought me when a stranger Wandering from the fold of God He to rescue me from danger Interposed his precious blood to grace how great a debtor daily i'm constrained to be let thy grace lord like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Genesis. My name is Molly, and I will be giving you your announcements today. So first of all, as a reminder, we will be asking everyone to keep their masks on while walking through the common area in the lobby. Um, we will be eating together following our worship service on Sunday, March 6th. This will be a chance to celebrate the start of the Lenten season and to share another form of communion through a meal together. 
The lunch will be soup and salad. If your last name starts with letters A through P, please bring a soup to share, and letters Q through Z, please bring a salad to share. So this Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022, we'll be having our Ash Wednesday service at 6.30 p.m. As we begin our Lenten journey, we're inviting you to come. We're invited to come fully as we are. The prophet Joel proclaims, return to God with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. That's from Joel chapter 2, verse 12. Your brokenness, joy, gifts, and doubts all belong to God. God wants you authentically. God wants you stripped down and vulnerable. You are enough. Come as you are with all that you are. And now uh, I invite you to say hello to the person next to you.
Good morning. Welcome again. It is good to be with you this last Sunday in February. As we pause, we used to do this thing called taking the offering, where you had this like gold plate, solid gold. It weighed like 50 pounds. I mean, I think it's 10. And you'd pass it through, and we'd drop these um, green cardboard papers in there, and we would write prayer requests on them. And things shift, and you do things differently. And so for those of you who receive our text messages in that, you, can, you write your prayers in that digitally, or you whisper it to the person next to you to be praying for you. And so we don't pass the plate, but we recognize the generosity of God and your open-handedness with what God has given you and your generosity to this community and to the church. We praise God for his goodness to us. So we thank you for those who have created those patterns of either setting up, giving through your bank, dropping it in the green box in the back, or dropping it in the box in the back, or texting in that, that gift. And so uh, pause with me as we give God thanks and continue to ask for God to do his good, God's good in this world, in this community, and beyond. So Father, thank you. God, what all that you have given us, may we be open-handed to be know how to use it for your good, for what you're inviting us into. You take the small and you multiply it and you say, it is enough. So God, thank you for the small and the great that you have given us. May it be multiplied. That we would see who you are, your goodness, and your kingdom come. Thank you, God, for your provision for our families, for our friends in the neighborhoods and around. And where there is need, where there is lacking, where, where there is desperation, God, have mercy. Come near, Lord, with your life and breathe. Give breath this morning to those who are in need and to those who are mindful of. Come, Lord, we pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We've been talking about what we call the Genesis Pillars, and in this, we're describing as a community how it is that we walk with people and what it is that we do, and and to explain it in the most simplest of terms. That's That's the hope. The hope is that people here would know. It's like, oh, no, this is who we're trying to be. In simple terms, we think this is what Jesus was like. But again, it's simple terms so people can understand. We want these things to mean something. They're just not niceties. But no, they, they, they move us. This is who we are. This is how we function. This is what we plan for. This is, what we, this is where we create opportunity. And so over the last few weeks, we've been talking about belonging. And creating spaces of belonging where we can belong to God, be reminded you are God's. That belonging is about being a son or daughter of God. 
It's about God's pursuit over us and saying yes to that. But we also belong to each other. And the people that are around us, we belong to them. We're in communities. We're, on, we're, we're in certain schools. We're in certain places. And we belong there. And we belong there not just for the sake of being a part of that community, but because God is the one who has set up all of that at certain times and certain places. So we want to be a community of belonging. And we talked about like the practices and the disciplines, what it is to belong and being vulnerable and being good listeners and, and being available, that we could belong in the places that God has put us. We want to be a community of belonging, reminding ourselves of that. And last week, Dan talked about a community of calling, that we each want to, want to identify our, our personal call, the place where Jesus is inviting us, where Jesus is moving and saying, come, be with me. Know the word for calling is discipleship, being a learner. This is a lifelong learning journey, which is so good because there's so few places that says, oh, learning all through life. It's exciting. We can grow. But we want to identify our calling. God's drawing us with little steps out, helping us to identify, helping us to see gifts, and passions and come in tune with those that we might walk in them so we're a community of calling and we, we we talked about the different opportunities with calling that we're doing and so at the end of this month we have uh, a women a women's equipping and calling into leadership into ministry that's happening on the twenty saturday the 26th it's at 9 30 a.m it's going to be here there's going to be child care Sharon Buttry is going to be teaching at that, sharing her story, and we, we want you to come just to create that space to hear stories and to connect with others. We want the women to come. Men, if you want to come, you certainly can. You'll be helping with child care. <laughs> we'll make you a coffee. But it's from 9.30 to 11.30, and, and so be a part of that. And then we know we have another event where we're, we're spending money, and we've invited in a, a facilitator Kathy Verville, and I'm sure, I'm sure I've just botched her last name, but she wrote a book with Dan Allender called um, Redeeming Heartache, and it's about understanding our calling based upon our deep wounds. And so we're telling you in advance because you're like, oh my gosh, that feels heavy. Yeah, wounds are. <laughs> heavy. But there's something to them to ignore them. And so Kathy's just me creating this space. It's worth it. It's worth it. And we want to invite you to that. We want to let you know way in advance. That's on June the 25th. From like 9.30 until 2.30. Come be with us. Come be with Kathy. I think it's going to be worthwhile. I know it's going to be worthwhile. But those are things of calling. And we're creating conversations around calling. If you're interested in more about really leaning into that or being discipled, let us know. But today, that all our sort of aspect of what it is for us to, to move people, what we're working towards together, the final pillar is about activating or becoming. On this journey, becoming the men and women that God has shaped us to be. And this is a lifelong journey. So much as it's about this, these ongoing little yeses to Jesus. Sometimes it's a bunch of little no's as well. 
just, it's taking those steps. It's that we sense that God's at work in every sphere, in every pocket of the world, and in you. God is at work. God is attentive and in, with your neighbors and your coworkers and all these little orbits of your life. And, and we want to be, we want to be awakened. We want to encourage people to take those small next steps towards that future that we perceive that God is inviting us into. Sometimes it's very cloudy future. Sometimes it feels like the only step that we have is the one that we're taking. Other times it's so clear and we take it. But we want to be a community that is activating, that we're becoming the good works that God has prepared for us. And so we want to talk about that for a little bit this morning. This idea of taking those steps, saying those, I think the way of, saying, of activating is saying yes and taking a step towards something that Jesus is inviting us into. In Luke 5, here's a text, verses 1 through 11, and Jesus is teaching in there. It says, one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Simon, that was a simple, small yes that he gave as Jesus said, hey, let me use your boat and push it out to the shore. It was a simple yes. It was a yes that was for that moment. Just one little moment. One little interruption that Simon said yes to. Who knows how long Jesus taught for? In verse 4 it says, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. It's another little yes. Another interruption. This time Jesus is infringing upon the craft of Simon. <laughs> He's infringing upon the thing that Simon knows best. The thing that Simon is the expert in. Jesus was not. He was a carpenter before this, and no one knew that, but he was a rabbi. Master, the title. But he's acting like a pro fisherman in this. And Jesus is infringing upon Simon, saying, oh yeah, you just cleaned up your net. Say, take him out there and throw him out there into the deep again. Another interruption. We're tired. We've already done that. This isn't even the time you go fishing. But okay, because you said so. Because, because you asked me. So he goes out. Verse 6. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in. 
the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized that this had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. And Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. One more yes. The final yes was quite a bit of an interruption. An interruption. But all of these were an activation to them in the life of a fisherman at the request of Jesus. And in the end, Jesus said to him, hey, I'm going to send you in a different route after people. I mean, fish are great. And Peter found himself fishing again at times. But God was moving Peter, Simon, towards people. Towards people. In relationships. In the work of God. And there was this call saying, follow me. And Peter said, yes. It was activated. All of these are acts of becoming This idea of becoming, where Jesus is walking in front of us, inviting us on this journey. I think sometimes when we think about being activated, we think about those weird spy movies where there's these like sleeper Russian agents and all of a sudden they hear the code word and they're awakened up. But no, the idea of activating is that we're always awake. Always awake to the impulse of God, where God is in front of us and inviting us into a becoming. Some of those next steps are just as significant, significant and powerful as that first one was, hey, would you just help me push this boat into the water? Where Jesus is inviting you for a moment to say, to interrupt the, the world of your life. And Jesus is inviting you to be like, oh, help that person. Call this friend. Send a note to them. Smile at them. Whatever it is, it's, it's those weird pinches and prompting and pricks where all of a sudden an idea pops into our head and we're like, oh, that's interesting. I feel like something is stirring me towards them. You might have called it even empathy at one time. But as you begin to notice those more and more, we might have other language. We call it the spirit, the prompting, a pinch. An interruption where Jesus is ahead of us and is activating our becoming. Becoming what? Again, it's sons and daughters of the king. On his behalf, on God's behalf, living in this world. And some of this activating seems small, but it's no less becoming than some of the bigger activations of our lives. Peter's other one, was same just like that. Oh, here, try this. Throw your net over here. Let me guide you. And he says, yes. 
When we talk about activating, it is about us understanding these places and the people where God has placed us in our journey of life for the sake of God's work in the lives of others. Later on, the Apostle Paul in Galatians was kind of describing a part of this. This is in Galatians 2, verses 7 and 8, and it says this. He's describing the, the root that both he, Paul, a son of God, a servant of Jesus Christ, and the root of Peter, both ones who were sent. They were sent ones. They were apostles. All of us have been sent. Jesus said, Dan, we even shared that passage with us last week when the Holy Spirit came on and he breathed on all the disciples and said, as I was sent, I send you. So, sent ones. Apostles. And so, with that, in verse 7, it says, so, uh, Paul is describing. Instead, and Paul was telling his journey. He was talking about this route that God had him on. Where God was leading him on. He's been describing that in Galatians 2. It's verse 7. Instead, they saw that God had given me the responsibility of preaching the gospel, meaning sharing good news, the gift of God. To the Gentiles. That just means anybody who is not Jewish. Just as he had given Peter the responsibility of preaching to the Jews. For the same God who worked through Peter as an apostle to the Jews also worked through me as an apostle to the Gentiles. And we could take this, we could say for all of us in the root of our lives when it comes to activating and becoming is that God has given all of us the responsibility of being image bearers of God. Paul describes it again and again saying, uh, when you open your mouth, you should, act as, you should believe as if Jesus was the one talking. As if Jesus was in you sharing this message in the world that says, oh, be reconciled to God. Come back to God. It's the way we could say that God has given us the responsibility of sharing good news. And always the question that we ask is, well, with whom? And so often we don't know. So we're being perceptive to see where God is at work and where he's placed us in our lives. The same God who was at work in Peter and at, in the life of Paul is at work in you. And has placed you in apartment buildings and like John said, now moving to Detroit in different workplaces, has placed you in different families, has put you in different opportunities to be rubbing shoulders with others so we could be activated and be become and could be those messengers of good news all around us. And so our activation is about saying yes to God on this journey of life 
wherever he might lead us with people. So the best way to talk about this instead of just these ideas of theories is to share stories with you. And so I've invited some people to share some stories of some activation. None of these stories are like, we've got it all figured out. But these are just some people who are saying, who are giving some yeses. And these yeses are going to put, have put them in some different places. Using different gifts and trying some different things. But they've been saying yes. And so I want to invite these friends forward. So I've got Jill, who I've invited to come up. Justin, they've invited Maddie and Bonnie. And so we're just going to share some stories about those yeses um, that they have sensed God inviting them into. Everyone's story is a little bit different. Hey, let's, let's step up. Well, I think we can make it up here. Up here on this platform. And then we'll, we'll use this handheld. And then as you talk, if you want to, you can, we can put the mic up as close to your mouth. I know we have a tendency to hold it lower, but so that everybody can hear you. And I've given you guys some sort of context about uh, the journey that you're on and some of those steps that activating that God has, as you were trying to perceive, and the yeses that you have been stepping into, whether recently or over a period of time, and how that's going. Does that make sense? Anybody have something they'd be willing to share, the story, the context with that about um, their yes and what that looked like for them? Anybody want to start? Justin's going to start. Justin, invite, uh, introduce yourself. Um, you can feel free to give some context if you want, and then tell us about that, that sort of sense of activating for you. Sweet. All right. Uh, my name is Justin. I've been here about a month, um, so you probably don't recognize me. But I am a first-year teacher at Renaissance High School in Detroit. Um, and when we talk about calling, I don't really feel a big calling right now to be a teacher. Um, and I have, I have doubt about whether this is long-term for me. But talking with Bo last week, um, just about those little yeses, I was thinking uh, back to the summer when I was looking at jobs, um, I had had an idea of what I wanted to do and school districts that I wanted to go to. And Detroit was kind of on the, the boundary. I wasn't sure if I wanted to apply or not. Um, but just talking with my mom, she said, hey, you know, it doesn't hurt to just apply. So maybe a small little yes right there. Um, fast forward like three weeks, uh, I got the job offer. And once again, I was really hemming and hawing, like, hey, I'm not sure if I want to do this or not. Um, and I, I didn't have any ties to Detroit at that time. Um, but four people who did um, came into my life and just said, hey, this is a good place to be. This is a good school. And so I just kind of saw that as God nudging me towards this job, even though there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, and so I guess that's another instance of a small little yes. Not really knowing what's ahead, but just saying, hey, God, I'm thinking that you're leading me towards this place, and I'm going to say yes. Um, so yeah. yeah. I love it. So Justin, I think we're, so first-year teacher, Renaissance high, high School in Detroit. And even he said, it's like, I'm not sure this is it. We can get it wrong. Activating is about these yeses that help to add clarity. 
Our activation is never like, oh yeah, look at me, I've got it right. No, we're always being willing to, to morph and to move, but that small, that, that was a pretty big guess, right, because it moves you to Detroit, has put you in different contexts with different people, away from your sort of home that was your home, into this new spot. And who knows what God is going to do as he ushers Justin into different homes and apartment buildings and places. But, but I love, I love that when, I, when Justin was sharing, I was like, oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta share these kinds of stories because it's like, all right, maybe God, maybe. And so that's good. And so maybe for you, it's very similar to that. It's like, wow, well, I'm, I'm trying, but I'm not sure. But I took a step. I don't know where the next one leads. And uh, I love that Justin is here. So that, that, a couple things with that. One, don't introduce yourself after being here for a month and tell your story. Um, or you'll get invited up. But, but I, I love that story of activation and the willingness to, to, to say yes. And so, and, and that calling for wherever God has Justin. And sometimes it is vocation and in the times... It's not the vocation. It's about proximity to people and places that we sense. So be praying for Justin. He's trying to figure this out. Teaching a first year is hard. Teaching is hard, right? Teachers? Teachers in here, be sure to grab a hold of Justin at that end to be able to encourage him on that journey. But God, would you continue to illuminate? We thank you for that, yes. And would you take Justin by the hand for whatever the journey has for him? But thanks for sharing. Can we go in order? Our next, Jill, you want to, you willing to share kind of um, a part of the journey that you've been on recently? Yeah, um, so I'm Jill, and I have twin boys, so I've been a mostly stay-at-home mom since 2015, and before that, I was working at Haberman Fabrics, which used to be right down Main Street, and now they're in Clawson, um, and in working there, like, uh, around Christmas time, we would get a lot of gift cards for to spend at the store and I had a when after I was done working there for a year after I had the boys I had accumulated some fabric money and I was um, just praying about a way that I could use it and a couple weeks later I found out uh, I like on my Facebook feed um, I saw information about Humble Design, and they go into homes of people who have just gotten out of homeless situations, and they'll fully furnish and decorate, and I just got really excited about that opportunity, so I sent him a message and said, I have money for fabric, I can donate fabric, or like with a little time, like I have toddlers, but with a little, I could make, I can sew, so I could make pillows or whatever you need. So they said they could always use um, decorative throw pillows. So I started um, sewing pillows, and then I uh, I would take some of their p donated pillow forms and um, and just donate. And and always in the back of my mind, um, I just really loved their mission and just wanted to be a part of it um, further. So. Um, in March 2020, um, they put out a call for in summer interns. So I applied, and the week that I was going to interview, everything shut down. <laughs> so I, I had thought, like, everything was lining up, like, this is, like, what I was meant to do, and, like, it's all going to work out, and then um, that all happened. And then, uh, so I 
in the protests of, of that summer, I reached out because I was just looking for something tangible to do. And I said, you know, I used to donate um, pillow, a pillow, or I used to sew pillows and take your donated forms and can I do that again? And they said, sure, because it was a totally different person than I had contact with than before. And then she said, if you ever want to volunteer with the designers, just let me know. I was like, okay. So um, that fall, we decided to homeschool. So I homeschooled all through the boys through kindergarten and then got to in-person school in first grade. And October, I was thinking, like, I need to send the email. And, uh, but I wasn't sure because it had been a whole year and would they remember me and what would I do? And um, just really having doubts about it. And so I sent the email and said, I don't know if you remember me, but she did. And she said, what day do you wanna, what's your availability? So I've been going up there on Thursday since October and then I've been painting furniture and upholstering like just things that I've always known how to do and just I'm glad to use these talents in this way and in December I got to go on my first um, deco day where we went into the home and like ran around hanging pictures and curtain hanging curtains and making beds and it was just like I just couldn't imagine not doing this like I couldn't believe like I almost didn't send the email and from here I'd love to have a job there someday but um that's just where I'm at in the in the waiting that is awesome I mean just those those yeses even from I got these gift cards for fabric right and that's so cool and it's like God what, what, yes, this is yours. What should I do with it? And the yes to even email them. Hey, what are you, you interested in this? The yes to our internship. And then I'll get it cutting out. Nope. <laughs> Homeschooling. And that was good. But if that has transitioned, you, see, you continue to sense that, yes, oh yes, this is, step into this, and it's so beautiful. I, when Jill shared, I mean, we, we all have those pictures of those, those renovation shows where it's this picture of upward mobility and people who have resources, and you're going to have that open, desor, open floor design and a white kitchen and all this kind of stuff. That's the American dream. And capitalism and all of that, and we love it. And all of a sudden, here's this beautiful one for homeless people adding dignity and life and a space and loving. And it's, Jill, that is awesome. So um, how can we partner with you? Um, I mean, they're always looking for donated goods if you follow them. They're in uh, Humble Design. It's in Pontiac. And then um, they sometimes they're lacking some donated goods and they'll put out calls for just certain like microwaves, flat screen TVs, like just things that they are low on. Um, a lot of times it's bunk beds because they, it's a lot of small spaces and um, single moms especially. And uh, just follow them and then uh, they, they do have volunteers in the warehouse that go through and organize all the stuff and, and you can even like volunteer to get on a deco day, which is really the best. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if you have questions about that for, for Jill, if you also have sensed some love for that or you hear that and you, and you felt even a pinch by the Holy Spirit for a yes for you, or you're like, I have so much stuff in my basement, good things, and the yes would be, I need to get rid of this. But get re- but um, and in a beautiful and a good way. So I love that. I love that. Yes, is Jill. That is that is awesome. Bonnie, are you willing to share uh, uh, your a yes story and being activated towards what God was inviting you into? Um, so I'm going to share the story about how I said yes to being an elder here. Um, and it started in the fall. Uh, in October, I got an email from Liz Taylor saying that someone had nominated me to be an elder. And um, I think my heart like sort of dropped in a little. It's exciting, but it's also kind of scary. Um, and I'm, I'm a homebody, and I feel secure at my, in my home and like, can feel very challenged being out and in front of people and all that stuff. Sorry, I realized I'm holding it too far away. Um, so, uh, so in the email, there was like a description of being an elder and what this entails and uh, uh, biblical qualifications and stuff related to Genesis. And so she was like, you know, pray about this with your spouse. I forwarded it to my husband, Daniel, and we, um, we did, like, my prayer was, um, God, if this is your plan for my life, if you would like me to do this, please show me. And I think I secretly hoped he would say, don't worry about it, you don't have to. <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, was praying about it, and um, I, f- I had a dream in this time where I felt like it involved me being in a situation where I was like, ah, I'm unprepared, and like, here we go. And uh, at the end of the dream, I felt like God was just telling me, even if you feel unprepared, I can still use you. Uh, like that was the message I woke up with, and um, I was like, "Hmm, I, is that related to the elder thing? <laughs> I don't know." Um, and then, so Liz had said, "You know, get back to me by a certain time, like this date. Email me back and let me know what you think." So, the Sunday right before that, I was sitting in church, and I felt a little nudge from God to be like, "Hey, ask me for something specific, and I want to do it." Um, and I was like. Uh, God, would you show me what to do about this elder thing? <laughs> um, so it, I was hoping someone would stand up and be like, I have a word from God for someone here, and, and it's this. <laughs> and, uh, but that's what I was picturing he was going to do. Um, but what he did was Bo's topic was saying yes. <laughs> and um, so I was like, okay. Uh, but... Um, even in all of that, I, I didn't feel like a great deal of peace. I think I still felt some turmoil. Uh, I was scared. I didn't feel um, qualified, I guess, or anything. And um, so I ended up emailing Liz, even after all of that, saying, you know, I, thank you. I, I feel peace about saying no. I think in retrospect, the peace was just make it go away. <laughs> I feel better now. Um, but anyway, that's what I did. And then a few days later, Liz emailed me and was like, Hey, I didn't hear from you. Uh, you know, what do you want? What do you think? And I was like, huh. So I checked. I'd actually emailed my husband back <laughs> because I'd forwarded it to him, and then replied and replied to him. And she never got my reply saying no. So then I was like, oh, okay, I have to like reprocess this whole thing. And we prayed some more and talked some more. And I think I still felt so much turmoil that I stuck with that original decision. 
emailed her and was like, oh, that's funny. I, I said, I emailed you already. I said this. You know, I feel peace about saying no. Um, and then a couple nights later, uh, I have a baby, and I was still, like, up in the night with him at the time, and um, this was in November, and I was, like, having some pain related to, like, breastfeeding, and, like, it was, I was, like, awake and in pain, and I was, like, okay, God, like, maybe I don't have peace about this. It keeps coming up. Like, I, I keep, I guess I don't have peace about it. Okay, it's two in the morning. I'll open up my email, and I'll just email her back, and I'll say, never mind, I actually want to do it. <laughs> um, so I opened up my email, and I'd actually replied to my husband a second time. <laughs> I, I had never replied to Liz at all. <laughs> so I didn't have to take it back. I just, at 2 in the morning, was like, I think God wants me to say yes, <laughs> at least to this part, um, to the first step, which was an interview and a whole bunch of other things. And so here I am. But I feel so thankful that God really did answer my prayer. Um, even with lots of fear and lots of unsureness, like, I feel like he honored my intent, which was, like, I really do want what you want. Like, don't, like, let me go the easy route, <laughs> even though I, like, I'm having a hard time just saying yes. Um, so, anyway, I'm really thankful, and it, it's such a privilege to be in a place where I feel, like, positive that this is what he wanted me to do. That is awesome. Oh, Bonnie, thank you. <laughs> So next Sunday, so one, that's beautiful. We, we want to say yes to what God's inviting us into. And there's times when the answer is no. Now, it's not that. It's not all duty. It's not all due. There's so many no's that God is, is leading us into. It's like, no, not that way. Uh-uh, no, that's not for you. But they're all the yeses. And so next Sunday, we are going to be affirming our elders. And so Bonnie has been nominated to be another elder within our community, to be a servant within here. And part of that is to serve the community, to be listening and giving wisdom and to, to be a support within the community. And um, I've known Bonnie, and I know her to be one who, when, when she hears and Jesus invites her, she says yes. And that's, that, in my opinion, that's probably the simplest explanation of qualification for an elder. <laughs> Willing to say yes to Jesus. Not about being qual, but not, not having it all together. So we're excited to be able to affirm Bonnie and the other, elder, other elders on that next Sunday. So next Sunday we're going to be doing that along with eating together and, and starting Lent. So um, come, come with that. So... Bonnie, thank you so much. And so, Maddie, I wanted to share one more about uh, just a, a, an activating of the yes for you. <laughs> Which one do you want me to do? Yes to both? You come up here in the middle. Oh. You. Okay. So they can see you. Oh, yeah, great. Um, I'm Maddie Marshall, um, and um, my husband and I serve college students, so we're in the academic world, but the, with the college students. So... Um, I think um, before I even became a Christian, I was a, in a sorority at Michigan State, and um, so I think, and that's actually where I came to faith, and so I think community and, like, doing life together has been something I think that God's been putting as a passion of mine for a long time, um, and so... Um, as you can imagine, when the pandemic hit, <laughs> the opportunities for hospitality and doing life with people diminished. And so I think in a way, like, I felt like I wanted to say yes to doing that, but also just with all the logistics. And we had had 
Uh, we had a one-year-old, I think, around at that time, too, and so um, it just felt really hard to, to say yes to that passion that I felt like God has been instilling in me for a long time, and so, um, yeah, had postpartum anxiety, too, related to sickness before the pandemic, so that was great. Um, <laughs> uh, and so it just felt, like, really intense, and so um, actually, as of recently, um, just have was reminded of like that really is my passion that really is like what I feel like gives me life and is like even a way like some of our college students kind of one of them shared like I have a bad relationship with my parents and it's like man like opportunities to like be family to these students and like do life together and so um, I think as of recently uh, in my heart God has helped me to say yes to wanting to open up opportunities to have students in our home and with our family. And um, so we've done that some. <laughs> I think there's still part of me that's like, I don't really know what this yes is going to look like as opportunities come up. Um, but that's something that I think we've been uh, kind of really looking at and wanting to continue to like serve um, even our neighbors and, and um, college students with, with that passion. So that's something we're seeking to say yes to and leaning into. That is awesome. And you can see how some of these yeses can be kind of like, oh, I got this home, I got this passion, had these gifts, I want it to be open. And here are the people who are around me right now. I'm going to start inviting some of them to be closer. That's a yes towards becoming whom God's wired us to be. The other thing that Maddie and Andy and Abby and Ashley and then how many other college students? 20. 20 other college students. Yeah. They're heading to Costa Rica. Uh, and for clean water and to share good news yep. with the people of Costa Rica. And can you share a little bit of that trip coming up? Yeah, so we leave um, next Saturday. This is our last Sunday with you guys. And um, yeah, we're partnering with an organization called Filter of Hope, giving clean water and the hope of the gospel to people who desperately need both. And so, um, yeah, we invited the Duprees um, to come with us, which is going to be really fun. And um, yeah, their yes is even really cool. Bo might know a little bit more about that, but um, yeah, so it's a cool analogy to share um, the gospel of like dirty water, you can't clean it yourselves, right? It leads to death, um, but the filter leads to life-giving water and peace, and so um, really excited for it. Um, we have four different schools coming with us, so a lot of people don't know each other, and so the Duprees will fit right in, getting to know everyone, um, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, and just, you know, hoping and praying for bonding with um, the community as well as some of just the logistics of travel and, and things like that. So we're excited about the trip. That is awesome. And Andy's on Zoom this morning, I think. He may not be on Zoom. Oh, he's not. Yeah, they have little kids. He had to say no to Zoom, as many of you have that done too, right? We're like, no, no to Zoom. Um, with, with, with that, Abby and Ashley, they're, they're not here. They said yes to like an ice race uh, <laughs> that they're at. If you know them, they are so unique and some really, they're really interesting. Um, but I asked, I asked them, why'd you say yes? Why'd you say yes to Costa Rica? Why'd you say yes to, to, to going and to doing this? And, and Ashley or Abby has this story of, of God awakening things for, for missionary work which she wanted to be a part of. It was a part of her story early. She that might even be a part of her bigger vocation. So when this came up, it felt as if the Spirit of God was pinching them and prodding them, saying, hey, do you remember? 
do you remember who I've made you to be? And they're like, yeah, we want to do stuff like this. So they said yes. And they're going to say yes to a group of 20 college students and yes to spending their money and yes to going there and yes to being open to a group of people in Costa Rica. It's so beautiful. So church, we leave on Saturday, but we want to pray for them. And so would you guys stand up? And let's pray. Well, we're going to pray for the students and the work and of that and send them. So Father, thank you for inviting us into good things so we can say yes to you. Thank you for loving people. Thank God we, we pray for more clean water all over the world. Let it be. Let it be, God. Continue to release those resources and the people to deliver that toward the good and people's health and their sustainability and survival. So would you bless the people, God? Would you awaken the people in Costa Rica? Would you get these resources to as many people as possible? Uh, for the 20 students and for Abby and Ashley and Andy and Maddie and everybody involved in there, oh, Lord, whisper to them on these journeys as they walk with you. Would you oversee all of those things, all the conversations? Would you awaken them for your good and their future? Let the good news be heard and received. Let it be seen in them and around them and let them receive it as well as they would see your hand, your love spread. So God, we pray your kingdom come. We thank you for the yeses. Would you oversee them as they step into it, Lord, for your good? Amen. And God, thank you for my friends in here, for Justin, for Jill, for Bonnie. Lord, go ahead of them in this that we might see you. We might see you. And your kingdom come all through this world. In schools and in apartments and homes. In this church. In families and homes. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for being willing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, before we go, uh, this Sunday is about, the fourth Sunday is about activating, or it's about, it's worship in action. And so we've talked about creating a place of belonging and trying to identify calling, and then about becoming, about activating. And so I've got a yes, an opportunity for a yes for you, potentially. Um, and so I've got a whole, i got like a Starbucks gift card area up here. Okay, so I've bought a lot of them. It would just be a tool for a potential yes that you might have. And so this is for people who might have something. And so the yes could be potentially, maybe it's a place of belonging. And you just want to let somebody know that they belong. And you belong to them. There's the friendship. There's a, there's a connectedness to people. To hear them and to listen to them. Maybe it's for that belonging. It's letting somebody know they belong to God. And you care about them. Because God brought them up to you. Or maybe it's just for your good. Just to be with somebody. 
And so in that, if God, if God is initiating that, we just want to give you a tool for that. So we got a $10 gift card. Like, let us, let us pay for a cup of coffees. You can get those to go if you don't feel comfortable going in there. But if there's a place of belonging and that sort of that sense to say yes to that, then we want to fuel that. And so God, if there is something there in a person that you're wanting to awaken us to, would you bring them to our mind? For someone just to, to create a place of belonging, their story can be heard, or we could share our own. So God, if you have someone, would you whisper their name to us? For me, I got a friend who, um, for that side of belonging, and he doesn't, he doesn't know Jesus, and I, got, and I would love him to know Jesus. I would love that. But yet, I feel like God's um, been inviting me to create a spot of belonging. And that spot, what I felt like God was wanting me to say yes to, was like, hey, be with him. Um, but share your struggles with him. I'm, so that, that's, just tell him what's going on in your life. Be indebted to him. Buy him coffee and just, because this guy really cares about me. He's been nice to me. He's been kind to me. And he says, let it be that. Create belonging by creating friendship. Let them know you're thankful for him. Thankful to God for him. So that, that's a yes for me. And so with that, I'm going to take one of these $10 cards and I'm going to write his name on it. This is accountability for me. And his name is Ryan. I'm going to put that in my pocket. <laughs> and so um, if, if God brought somebody to mind, we want to feel that for you. But, but maybe there's somebody too for you where the conversation is about calling. You want to be with somebody and you've been sensing something, a stirring, a change that's related to something that Jesus is whispering to you to grow into something or to learn something, discerning. And you want to be with somebody or you just want to hear their story. Maybe you, maybe you saw Jill and, you, and Jill shared this and you're like, oh my gosh, I love all those things and I'd love to be a part of something like that. And so maybe that yes is like, well, hear more about, about this and how you could team up with that. Or maybe there's somebody else to, to, to help you understand your calling or to hear about theirs. And if that's the case, this idea of growth and being with people, someone who looks like Jesus and you want to do that, maybe it was Bonnie and you're like, gosh, I want to hear God speak. I want God to ask me. Like, hey, ask me any, ask for something. I want to give it to you. Like, oh my word, how can we hear like that? That's calling. That's discipleship. Or like Justin, you want to, to hear that. Or Maddie, you, like there's people you might want to just be with. And so, Father, Holy Spirit, would you bring somebody to mind? Is there someone that we should sit with to tell our own story of calling or the things we're hearing from God, from you? Or, Lord, is there, is there somebody we should ask them about their journey more? What you're doing in them. So bring somebody to mind. And so if that's the case, I want to have you come up here in just a second and write somebody's name on it and put it in your pocket and take it and sometime in the future reach out to them. And the final one is about this activating. It's about God who's moving you into things, sort of becoming. And, and maybe there's that sense of, yeah, I need, to, I, need to learn about, I need to learn about some things. God's been moving me to some people or to a place. God's whispering, God, and I, I need to take some action. And maybe that action is actually with a person. 
been moving you to a neighbor or been moving to a coworker, or God has been initiating, saying, love this person. When these are the relationships that Jesus said, I'm going to have you fishers of people. Here's the people that I've put in front of you to love. And so activate and move towards them. Just love them. Be with them. Buy them a coffee. Spend time with them. For me, there was another person. I, I did a funeral of this on Friday, and a man lost his 40-year-old daughter, died. Just heart stopped on a train. And she and he and their family were really resistant to God. What had nothing to do. Really, what had nothing to do with organized religion, and many of us know that. And something happened to him in organized religion. But yet to the, to the lover of our souls, the creator of this world, and to me, he was really open. Actually asked for me by name to come and do this funeral for his daughter. I was, shocked. I was kind of surprised. So we went to Midland, did the funeral, super hard and super sad. They were like, we don't want it to be religious. I'm like, I'm a pastor. And so I had to like throw the script away and which I'm not a fan of that religious stuff anyways. We want it to be authentic and real. But yet, I get this sense of the Lord inviting me to be like, be with him. Meet him. Call him. Go to coffee. Hear his story. Help him process this pain, this grief. He's open to you. Jesus said when people are open to you, it's Jesus in them that they're drawn to. It's Jesus in me that they're drawn to. That's what Jesus said. When they listen to you, when they receive you, they're receiving him. That's crazy. And so if that's the case, it's like, okay, I need to spend more time with him. And so here in a week or two, I might drive to Birch Run or Flint and meet him, or maybe he'll be here. And so I'm going to take another card. And I'm going to write Joe's name on that. And so, Holy Spirit, would you bring to mind if there's someone that you have put in the root of our life to love, to activate towards that you're saying, hey, love them, go to them. Would you bring a name into the minds of your people and to your sons and the daughters that you're moving towards your good? And so, Holy Spirit, come and bring a name to mind. Amen. So church, activating is just about, about saying yes. And so I've got, I, I, I took two of them. So now I've got 22 $10 cards. They're the ones scattered. And then I've got 10 $5 cards. If you're really uncomfortable taking a $10 card, then you can take the $5 ones. But I want to give, we want to give that to you. We just like, hey, take this, use this. Let us support what Jesus is doing in your life. Or in the end, if you just want a card, feel free. Come and get one. But if the Lord brought something to your mind in some way, a name, an opportunity, let's say yes. Say yes to it and come and get a card. And so uh, we're going to close with that. So God bless you. May, may you feel the wind of God's Spirit behind you. May you long to move in the good of God. May you not feel the pressure or the weight, the duty, the guilt if this is guilt, shake it off. 
This is not God. So Holy Spirit, would your, would your love be the one that animates us? That's what animates us, your love. So Holy Spirit, pour your love on us. You love us. And so would you allow my friends to be able to say yes to whatever that might be, and we'd be able to support them and say, oh, go, go, go in the way of Jesus. And have some coffee. <laughs> and so, Lord, would you refresh our brothers and sisters in that life of following Jesus. May your kingdom come all through this world, we pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, amen. amen, amen. So grab a card on your way. If you would like one, write the name of the person on there. That was help remind you what that card is for. And Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, come and be with us. We'll be marking your head with the ash. I'm putting the sign of the cross on there. 6.30 on this coming Wednesday. Next Sunday, bring some soup or a salad. Jenna Trento, her family of bakers, is bringing all the bread. Come and, come and be with us. There'll be another way of doing communion together right uh, after the service. So God bless you guys. Have a good Sunday.